Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Gemma Beach is an artist from New South Wales who released her album That's Just Me in 2018 and has a new single called You Fool. We're going to talk about that and some other things Gemma does. Hi, Gemma. Hey, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, I'm going to start right with the, the single. I'm sure there are, you have a musical history we can talk about. Well, you do because I mentioned the album, but I thought I'd start right now with You Fool, which you co-wrote with Rod McCormick and Sally Barris. And so, you know, Rod does a bit of writing with people. Had you written with him before? Uh, We have actually been writing for a few months and there is actually songs uh, that we've written and completed and I think we will release uh, in the new year. But this Mm -hmm. one was actually the last song that uh, we all jumped on and and they actually started the co-write without me because I actually drive dump trucks in the mine. So on this particular day I was coming off night shift and uh, there was no way I could be in the right headspace to do a co-write, but they mm. got the song started and then uh, a week later we jumped in the studio and finished the song and I just absolutely loved it. Um, it's definitely a song where uh, they they got to know who I was. So right. they knew where, you know, the ideas I wanted and, this, and the storyline. So, yeah, we nailed it. Um, I I am going to now ask you about dump trucks and mines because I had a question later on, but you've raised the subject. So the first thing I'm going to ask is, um, yeah, how it how it I suppose interferes with your musical life because night shift obviously would make it tricky if you booked a co-write weeks ahead and then suddenly you find out you're on night shift. So have there been a few times where it has mucked you around schedule wise? Uh, not really. We do get our set rosters in advance. It never changes. Um, the only thing is if, you know, there's other people out there who have their set roster and it's like, that's the only time they can do. Um, so I know well in advance where I'm available and where I'm not. Um, and you know what? It sucks because I do miss out on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of January, 2023, I will be starting part-time in mm. the mines. So it will free up a lot more time for me, um, mentally, <laughs> physically, everything. <laughs> I cannot wait to sort of get my health back on track. Right. Um, that's yeah, definitely something that takes a toll on plus, you know, life in general. I, I not just a normal person who has one job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a music career that I'm very passionate and I love so much. So it's kind of like the main focus and then the dump truck driving will sort of be the uh, little job on the side. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have worked in um, in mines in Western Australia. You're now living in the Hunter region in uh, New South Wales and working there. Um, so look, it really does beg, beg the question, how does one get a licence to drive a dump truck? Or do you need one? No, you don't need one. (laughs) You actually need a driver's license. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I got my start was in Western Australia and up in the Pilbara region and you had to be a resident in the mining town. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Cara, she is the... (sighs) businesswoman behind Cater Boot Co, who are an Australian-designed uh, Western boot company. And, 
yeah, so she and I got in contact by Instagram. Uh, she lived in Parabadu in this little town in the Pilbara. Um, told me of the opportunities they have there with getting into the mines. So, yeah, she kind of helped me get into the mines. Um, but guitar in hand, I lived out there. I got to work on different cattle stations. I got to go to the Karajini National Park. Uh, I got to perform in all these little outback towns. Oh, wow. And... I wrote a lot of songs out there too. Because <laughs> I was thinking about you writing songs. It's like because some musicians say, you know, oh, I get great ideas when I'm in the car. I can pull the car over and write them down. I think if you get an idea when you're driving a truck for your job, you probably don't have the ability to pull over and write anything down. Well, that's right. And especially a big dump truck. Like they're, you know, like 500-tonne trucks. So... <laughs> When you're fully loaded and, um, but, you know, you get a couple of minutes when you're getting loaded under the digger. Um, so I get the, the pen and paper out then. I always have so many ideas. It's a great time for me to switch off because we're not allowed to take our mobile phones out into the pit. So it's completely, you're in the dark, you're out, you know, switched off from the world. So it is a nice time to get that break. Yeah. Um because, you know, life can just be really full on. Um, but then it's like when you do have a good idea or a melody, you can't record it. So you're singing it over and over again. You have to write it down. And hopefully by the time you get home, you remember it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like definitely heaps of inspiration driving the dump trucks. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, very draining and mentally challenged sometimes, you know, dealing with everyone. You're all stuck in the same place. Um, but, you know, you, I've got a good crew. I really love the people I work with now. Um, and, yeah, it's just balanced out that when I work my five days on, I get five days off. Mm-hmm. So those five days off, I'm really just – enjoying life and doing gigs and connecting with people again, catching up on emails and all that sort of thing. Um, so on my five days off, it kind of seems like I don't get a break because right. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm full on all the time. Cause you're running your, your other career as a musician. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you were saying when you were in WA, you were playing in some country towns and um I imagine just because of the remoteness of some of those locations that there's perhaps not a lot of music going on. So I'm hoping that means it was fairly easy for you to get gigs. Yeah, definitely. I am one to really just go to a town, introduce myself. Um, You know, I'm just a country singer who wants to share her music. You know, would you like to book me for a gig? And it was really as simple as that. And some towns, um, one like some pubs don't really do live music. Mm -hmm. Um, So they really enjoyed the fact that someone's in town and they're just down the road or um, they can, yeah, do a song like so they put on music festivals, the mines out there, they put on, yeah, community events. So um, as soon as they found out that, you know, a country singer was in town, uh, I got to sing three hours away in the next town, two mm. hours away in the next town, um, six hours away in the next town because that's how far these towns are. And they're only like 2,000, 3,000 people. Yeah. Um, and it's very much a family community, very much uh, they love getting the kids out and doing family events. So for me it was so much fun connecting with everybody and, yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. Did you find that because, you know, you've, that means 
you probably have more experience playing in WA than most country artists have had. Have you found that the audiences on the West Coast or Western Australia, I should say, are in any way different to audiences on the East Coast? I'm wondering if like audiences on the East Coast, because there is so much music, are maybe more blasé about live music? Yeah, I mean, the attention, um, the audiences, they kind of, yeah, they just love to have a good time over there in Western Australia. They just, I don't know, they really feel the connection over there. I think that people in general, whether it's you're at a music event or not, are a lot, um, I wouldn't say slower, but it is a different pace to the mm-hmm. East Coast. Mm-hmm. So people are very much more connected and down to earth and they don't have those busy lifestyles because they are just in the one town, you know, the husbands or the mums, they're in the mines and then they take the time off um, on the weeks off just to have family time. And, yeah, so it was uh, quite the change for when I left the Pilbara and when I come back to the East Coast because I was still, I had gone into that Mm -hmm. slow-paced, laid-back kind of attitude and vibe and, when I come to the East Coast, even just driving a car, it is a rat race over here. And I'm like, just chill out, everybody. This is madness. But it soon catches up to you and then you're back into the the way things are over here. It, so that for me was really interesting. Yeah. So I'm not sure of the timing of when you were living in the Pilbara so, because so I'm not sure whether there are songs that you wrote about that time of your life that made it onto your album. Is that, is that how it worked out or was it different timing? Yes. So I went on tour with the Sunny Cowgirls. I got a phone call uh, to join their tour in 2016 and I'd just done the Senior Academy of Country Music in yeah. 2015. So I'd released one song then um, called Stuck in the Mud and so that was like a fun four drive, hanging out with your mates kind of song. And at the time I was going to B&S balls, rodeos, um, really country events where there's so many young people that come and travel for so many hours just to mm-hmm. be there for one weekend. You got, I don't know if you've ever seen those utes with the big flags and the aerials <laughs> and yeah, so it was a big outback country party and that's where I spent my weekends is going to them and then mm-hmm. connecting and getting to know the organisers. Then the year after I'd be performing there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like I've really was in that sort of area and then once I got on tour with the Sunny Cowgirls because they've sung about BNS balls and um you know drinking and partying and all that kind of scene so I knew where they were at and mm-hmm. uh lived that and then I wanted to go more into the performance side of things and being on tour and traveling on the road for you know three months we did the whole east coast uh it was a big eye-opener for me and you know just the experience and the opportunity that I had then it you know I met the producer for the album um on the road Rusty Crook he is their guitarist so he got to see me perform at every gig so he really got to know my voice my style um at the time I was co-writing with Jake Sinclair and Luke Austin um co-writing with another lady Joe Casely she's um 
you know, help me do a song about my heritage. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like it was just these little co-writes and we sort of pieced it together because I was singing those songs live and Rusty's like, all right, I can see where we can produce this one and then do, you know, put this and that song. And it, it was happening over that period of time. So, that was, you know, 2016, mm -hmm. the year after he said, all right, Gemma, if you really want to do country music and you want to be an artist, then let's go to Nashville. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me just scrape up some money. We did two weeks in Nashville. I went with Rusty and his beautiful partner. We had the best time. It was so much fun. Um, so that was 2017. Then when we got back, we recorded the album, right. put it all together because I finished off some songs over in Nashville. I met mm -hmm. a songwriter at one of the conventions that I went to. We just networked and we ended up finishing that song, which is I'm a Girl. Mm -hmm. And I did a music video to that one as well, which was really fun. Uh, Jay Sini directed that one. So he's doing so well now. Yeah. Um, so that was back then. And then it went into the album release in 2018, which is when I got the opportunity to travel to Western Australia. Aha, uh -huh, right. Yeah. So, so it did, it really happened over all those years. Um, the Senior Academy, I guess, really kicked it off, but I did do the Junior Academy when I was 17 as well. So, right. yeah, it's just been one of those step-by-step -step processes and connecting with people, meeting people, trying to get my experience, really immersing myself in what it's like to be the audience and right. everything like that. Because I knew about the Senior Academy and I actually had a question because you've, you've helpfully introduced the subject. I didn't actually know you went to the Junior Academy. So what did you feel that doing both offered you I guess because some people might say oh well junior academy great you've you've learned quite a bit but it's it's a, it's a quite a commitment of time and money to go to both yeah definitely I was uh you know at the MacArthur Country Music Club which is a uh, club back near my hometown in um and that one was held at Campbelltown so I lived about 30 minutes away uh, in a small town so it really gave me the stage and the platform because um, the country music club was pretty much like a walk-up you'd go out and play with a band um, and then I met a girl there Amelia Richards who's now married uh, to Matthew McNeely so they've got their duo now um, but at the time Amelia and I we sang a lot together um, did all the talent quest circuit things like that then she sort of introduced me to the Tamworth Country Music Festival scene or the talent quest that they do there. Um, and then the Academy was like, this is what we're going to do. If we're going to do music, let's go to the Junior Academy. I was 17 at the time. Mum came along. She loved it. Mum loves to sing. She really wanted to probably attend herself. Um, but, yeah, so having her support was amazing because she actually probably made more friends than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the networking my mum did and the help that she gave was really where, you know, what led me to where I am today because without all that, without getting me an ABN to do gigs and invoice and do all the business side of things, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have learnt all that stuff. So that's what mum learned at the academy. Right. I learned, you know, that the, I got a mentor like Amber Lawrence, she was my mentor. Right. So she got to, you know, um, 
involved get involved with us and helped us get on stage she even gave us a few um support act gigs so yeah it all started back then and then just keep going back to tamworth country music festival keep staying in contact with everybody and Mm -hmm. just one thing leads to another yeah. And so then going to the senior academy, I suppose, obviously your mum didn't go with you to that one. That was just you on your own. It was. I packed my little car up and headed up to Tamworth all by myself. At that time, I had my licence. So I was fully independent and well doing gigs. And yeah, it was a great time and met, you know, some great people. And um, Lynn Botel was my mentor right. at that time and we had Carl Brody who was our songwriter mentor um, and he he actually opened up so many doors for me with songwriting I felt mm-hmm. like um, as a mentor he really told me to dig deep mm-hmm. and uh, at that point I was only just doing covers and performing other songs and I was really tapping into like that Gretchen Wilson country music and Miranda Lambert I just wanted to be that powerhouse rock chick (laughs) country rock chick and um and then so songwriting really started off for me at the senior academy um yeah so that was 2015 and a big shout out to Roger Corbett because he helped me get there um at the time I was going through a bit of a rough patch with a boyfriend you know at the time and Mm -hmm. I just was getting lost and redirected and I was like not feeling good at the time. So uh, when I got accepted to the academy and then I said, oh, I don't think I'll be able to afford it. So he really helped me um, set up a possible campaign online. You know, he helped me do the video for that. And I was just amazing the people that come together. And obviously he's seen something in me and, and felt like I needed to be there. And I'm so, so thankful for him for that. Yeah, it is one of the lovely features of Australian country music that there are um, artists like him, like Lynn, like Amber, who yeah, they don't have to spend time with anyone else if That's they don't right. want to. Um, but yeah. I, th- I guess it's been going on for a few generations of artists now, not just generations of population, but generations of artists where they've had some assistance themselves and they know the positive impact it can have. I mean, just to have someone put you on a support slot is great experience. Yeah, yeah, and talking about support slots, only this year I got to open the show for Andrew Farris. Ah, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one, and that is a big thanks to uh, my friend Kaz Waters who, um, you know, she's been living in Singleton. When I moved to Singleton, we connected and caught up and, you know, she's well involved with the country music community Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, she's given me a lot of confidence as well and really wants to, you know, help me in my my, uh, career, which has been so nice and that's the support artists need is someone to believe in them and to help them on their way and um, that's something I've definitely learned over the years is, you know, I've always strived to be this independent woman who can just do it all by herself. But the reality is you need a team and you've got to let people in and um, and let people help you. And that's what I'm really starting to learn and it's starting to show. So I'm really grateful for that. Well, I'm going to circle all the way back then to Rod McCormick um, where we started talking about writing with him because he also produced your single, which is You Fall. I'll just remind people. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm wondering, given that he was a co-writer and the producer, I imagine he he felt a very strong connection to the song he was producing and that can only have been a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, we've uh, recently met because I've been mentored for the past year now with Gina Jeffries. Ah. So working, yeah, being mentored by Gina. Um, I've sort of been not so private about that. I've done a few posts um, about the mentoring, but I've really just wanted to focus in on where I'm at, reflecting on where I've been and you know, the whole journey of everything. And um, so she has a great sense of who I am. And so she's Mm -hmm. passed that on to Rod. And then, you know, getting in the studio with Rod, we've done a few Zoom songwriting sessions, um, connecting with his contacts in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So they really see something in me and want to help me now uh, further my career, which is just so amazing. And um, encouraging you know I just feel like okay I'm doing I'm doing something good and I'm definitely on the right path and I'm going to stick to it you know I've been sort of in and out um, traveled uh, I'm starting to feel like I found my roots I'm, yeah. I found my home I'm really settled and just immersing myself in in more music is amazing and your home where you are now, the town, is actually featured a little bit in your video for You Fool. That's where it was shot. It was made by Jeremy Manette, who's um, someone else who's in the country music industry. So how did you come to work with Jeremy? Yeah, so his now wife, Max Jackson. Uh, I met Max when I did my first talent, well, one of my first talent quests when I was 17. Um, come up to the Central Coast and I think Max, yeah, she, I think she won it. Um, or she was very much involved in it and I just remember idolising her. Uh, we're pretty much the same age but I was like, wow, like she's obviously done it a lot longer than I have and so we've become friends. Uh, we lost touch for a fair few years um, but since coming back to the Hunter Valley, I reconnected and I said, hey, like I'm living in the Hunter Valley now. It's very close to Newcastle. Um, would you like to catch up? So she said, yeah. So we started writing some songs together. She then introduced me to Gina Jeffries and then mm-hmm. that's how that all started as well. So, yeah, big shout out to her for helping me through that. Um, but, yeah, I met Jeremy. He's obviously now in the Viper Creek Band. So mm-hmm. I've known the Viper Creek Band for many years as well. They've had me as their support act Um, for a few shows which has been great as well so yeah we just all stayed mates and just everyone's friends and we just um just it's all about connecting and and seeing if they're available and so he was and he just yeah he actually shot my music video for gravy train which is a track i released just over a year ago um but obviously the pandemic and everything i didn't really get to give it a good shot um but yeah he produced that one and it was great so i had to have him back so it seems like you know, you've, you've mentioned writing songs with Max, so writing songs when you're in WA and working um, with some co-writers in Nashville as well. So there are obviously some songs brewing. Are you planning to record a few more, maybe an album? What's ahead for you in 2023? Yes. Well, like I said, we've got uh, some songs that Rod and I have been writing together. We're really trying to hone in on, you know, who I am and like, okay, so what's it going to look like if, you know, we, we release these songs as singles and then put them together as an album. What's my story going to say and how's that going to look? So we've really been focusing in on on getting it right. I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but um, it's just been so exciting to really focus in and do a plan and 
um, yeah, so I've got about three or four songs ready to go. Right. Um, and I'm really excited about them because, yeah, I guess I'm turning 30 in December. So I'm really entering a new stage in my life personally and in my music career now that I'm, uh, yeah, putting a lot more focus into it. And giving yourself some more time for it because, as you said, going part-time in your day job, although it's not strictly a day job because you sometimes have night shifts. But um, but for audiences who don't know you, Youful is a great introduction because it is a, a really upbeat track. It's I've been tapping my toes. I've been not in my head, all that kind of stuff. And the video is great as well. So Jeremy did a wonderful job. And so, Gemma, I hope we hear those new songs from you very soon. And in the meantime, thanks for talking to me. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.